Hi, family. This is Egypt, your host of Way Beyond Me, the power pod designed to break every barrier to enrich, enlighten, empower, and evolve you into greatness. Hi, this is Egypt of Way Beyond Me, and I have a very interesting story. It's a short story in the Bible. After I read it, I was real intrigued, and I've read it several times. I'm sure most people have heard about this story. I asked God to give me revelation when I prayed about it, and he gave me two revelations of the same passage. I'm going to share both of them, but I'm just going to do part one and part two, just so it won't be long-winded. Very interesting what God was able to download and show me in this small passage. I'm going to read it from St. Mark chapter five, verse 25 to 34. I'm going to be be quick. So I'm, I'm sure you guys heard about this story. Okay. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind, when she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and saith thou, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Okay. You might hear some little rustling. I'm, I'm putting the Bible up. Um, being very transparent. Okay. That story. I'm sure most people are very familiar with that story. Now you notice that. Okay. First of all, Mark, Luke, and Matthew both told that same story, but they told it different. So you notice how sometimes you with somebody and y'all y'all at the same place, and y'all see things differently. Like where you would tell the same story, you know, the same place. All three versions are different, but you were at the same place at the same time. So that goes to show how people perceive things the way they perceive them. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong. You you see things how you see them, and I just wanted to point that out. All right, now the woman with the issue of blood. If you notice that she's nameless. I'm going to name a few nameless people in the Bible, and I'm going to tell you why God let me know why they don't have a name. Of course, the first one was the woman with the issue of blood. Then there's Lot's wife, which I did a um, podcast on her the other day. Pointus Pilate's wife, the virtuous woman. Woman taken in adultery. The good Samaritan. The Samaritan woman by the well when she met Jesus. The faithful Canaanite woman, part of his wife. Then there's men. The rich man, the rich ruler, the man born blind, and the man by the pool of Bethesda who was laying there for 38 years. Okay, 
God let me know, like, the reason why people are nameless, they, they, okay, they're nameless, but they are significant, significant, because they can be any one of us. They can be any one of us. They are a type of personality that could very well be found in our character. That's why some of them don't have a name because they are they are a type of person, a type of character. And so they they seem insignificant because they don't have a name, but they're very significant. You remember them because it could be you. We can I can very well be the woman with the issue of blood. I can very well be the woman, well the I'm gonna say the virtuous woman. Well, I am the virtuous woman, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I, I'm really going to take that label. I am the virtuous woman. But there's labels that people have, and we can just as well fit in. So nobody's perfect. So there's some things that, you know, sometimes we judge people because of their status. But it can be us. It really can be us. And this woman with the issue of blood, her situation was prime example. You know, so she had the issue of blood, and... It says that she had the issue for 12 years. And let me tell you, just looking at her having an issue of blood for 12 years, uh, she went to the doctors and spent all her money and to no avail, and they weren't able to help her. But you know what? She probably had other issues like rejection, family issues, because she couldn't be around her family. She was considered a leper. She obviously had health issues, financial issues because she spent all her money, relationship issues. She probably didn't have a boyfriend, didn't have anybody. Insecurity, they probably betrayed her. She probably had betrayal issues, abandonment issues, fear, lonely. She probably had abusers. And then she was bleeding. Oh, my God, for 12 years. She she obviously had emotional issues, self-love esteem, you know, self-love issues, so low self-esteem issues, depression, anxiety. I mean, she probably was plagued with so much more than the blood issues. You know, she probably was going through. And so she, her condition didn't get better. It became worse, actually. And back in the Bible days, she was considered a leper. And so she really took a gamble by being outside, you know, the church folk, the church folk, quote, unquote, you know, they would have stoned her had she been seen. They ostracized her, rejected her. So they just left her alone. And then when she tried to go to the doctor, they couldn't even help her. And they probably was able to, but because she has such a reputation, they probably didn't give her the best care either. But, but they took her money. Okay, and she was looked upon as unclean, like the lower of the low. You know, just a low, low ranking, low everything. And plus... She's sick too. So she really, I mean, just, just looking at her life. Wow. That can be any one of us, not just a woman. It could be a man with an issue. It could be a man with an issue of blood or the same thing, just people in general. And she gave away all of her substance and she didn't have anywhere else to turn. So all she had left was her faith in God, really. So she heard she heard of Jesus. She came in the press, like the press of people, like when they pressing against us, a crowd of people. She came in and she because she heard of Jesus would come by and she was pressed on all sides. There were people all around her, you know? And and so she came up from behind him and touched his garment. And by touching Jesus' garment, it activated her faith even more because she was saying to herself, if I could just get to him, you know, some people say that in church, if I can just get to church, 
but it's different because you it, it it's not a thing of just going to church, going to the building. Her heart was like, I got to get to him. I have got to get to him. I know if I touch him, I'll be made whole. She believed that with all her heart. She, she had faith. And so by touching him, her faith was activated even more. And she heard that Jesus was in the neighborhood. So she made her way and faith, you know, you know, as this, as the Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Jesus is the word, you know, in the beginning was the word and the words with God and the word was God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus is the word. So she, she heard, you know, her faith was activated by the word, which was Jesus. So she honestly believed she would be made whole. She told herself that she had self-talk. She did have enough, you know, belief in herself that she taught and said, I can just get to him. So she went in with the press of people and the press for people is like the, the word press is like for uh, pressure, heaviness, weight, and a tightness when you're enclosed, when you're uh, pressed in on all sides. And you know what? Like think of a, think of a tube of toothpaste or a tube of anything, paint, anything that's enclosed. If you press it, whatever is in it is going to come out. And that's how, you know, people made her feel. And, you know, she was trying to make her way to Jesus. She just felt like pressured, you know, just down and, and stuff like that. She felt really bad. So whatever, when because she was pressed on all sides, as though they didn't even want to get, they didn't even want to let her get to Jesus. But um, like I said, whatever's inside of you, if you're pressed, when you're under pressure about anything, when somebody's pressing you for something, what's in you, it's going to come out. So it don't matter how good you say, oh, holy, holy, holy. It don't matter how um, churchy you are or how sanctified you are. Sometimes if people get you pissed off enough or something, they do something to you, them, them other, um, something else will show up. Something else will show up. So you have got to be in total control of, you know, how you do and be delivered, really. Because I know I'm, I can raise my hand. I, I'm doing the video, but I, I'm just, well, whatever. Um, I'm the first to raise my hand because sometimes I have to really catch myself. Because people do get on your nerve. They press you. They pressure you. They, they do all kinds of stuff. And sometimes we do it to people. So we can always be either way. Like I said, I named those nameless people. It can be us. It can be us. So, like I said, whatever you press or put pressure on, whatever's inside is either going to come out or it will change from its original condition. So, like, when you press the toothpaste uh, tube or the paint tube, it doesn't look the same because it's pressed. So, it, it changes its shape, changes its position. And that's how we do when stuff come out of us. We change our position from the original state that we was in. So this woman didn't see herself worthy to face Jesus toe-to-toe. She, You know, to stand up and just face him toe-to-toe, she didn't see herself worthy, and neither did the people. Um, because in order to touch the hem of his garment, she had to be crawling on her knees. And, and she was in the lowest position, pressed. You know, pressed all around. She was in the lowest position. And the church folk, the people in the towns, they bypassed her as she made her way to Jesus. And they looked down on her because they really, I mean, physically did while she was down on the ground. They was looking down at her and like she was probably a nobody, like she was invisible. And she probably left, you know what, just I was thinking about it. Excuse me, y'all. <clears throat> she probably left a trail of blood 
as though she was a wounded animal because she was bleeding for 12 long years and her fountain would not. So just imagine her crawling through the streets and, and on the ground and leaving blood behind her. Oh my goodness. Like a wounded animal. And in all, you know, actuality, she was wounded. And by her infirmities and by the way she was treated. So in actuality, yes, she was wounded. But, you know, um, but what she or the people around her, the church folk, and I'm not making fun of anybody, but some people are so big. They are such big hypocrites. Oh, my goodness. So I say church folks because those really are the biggest hypocrites. I'm sorry. I said it. I put it out there. Big hypocrites. Not everybody. There's a lie. And when you call it out and then they get offended. So it's like people know who they are. They know what they do. So what she or the church folk, again, didn't know was that she was already in worship position for Christ because she was already on her knees. She was, some people won't get on their knees. She was already in a position that she needed to worship God. She was already bowing down to God in worship because she was crawling to him or, or, or she was, all she probably had to do was lay prostrate. So she was already, and I just love that because what, what I wanted to um, name this episode is the uh, position of worship. We always think we have to be in a certain position. We have to be a certain status. We have to be seen to worship God. You know, he said, go in your closet and pray and I, you know, pray in secret and I will reward you and bless you and openly. But a lot of people want to be seen. She couldn't be seen. They weren't going to let her be seen. So she was already in a position that they was trying to get to. They were hawking him and running after him and stuff. And she was already in a position that the most humble position you can be in is on your knees in front of somebody for real. That's the most humbling position you can be is when you down below somebody and they looking down upon you. So all of the spectators and the people following Jesus and they is pressing up against him. And this woman was the only one who really touched him. And you know, what's amazing when she touched him, virtue came out of him and they was pressing up against Jesus. So that let you know what was in him, you know, he had virtue come out of him and go into her. So he had it all up in him because they was pressing him, you know? So I just thought that was so amazing. She was the only one who really touched him because some virtue left him and entered her. And like I said, he was pressed on all sides by the people. They were just sweating and hawking him. And we know that virtue was in her because she told the truth when Jesus asked, who touched me? Even, even though she was afraid, she stood up and was like, it was me because all, and you know what? God knew. He know the end from the beginning. He knows everything. He's all knowing. He's omnipresent. He's he knew who touched him, but he wanted her to say. And I just think he brought her up in front of all the people. You know, like the Bible said, "I lay a table before you uh, uh, in the presence of your enemy." You know, and he'll set a table before you in the presence of your enemy. And sometimes your God will raise you up right in front of your enemy. While they think you down and crawling around and all down and you don't have no money, you don't have no job, you don't have no place to go, you don't have no car, you don't have this, you don't have that, you don't have no husband, you don't have no friends, you don't have this and that and the other. Everybody, just like her, everybody ostracize you, you down and out, and people kick you when you're down and out. God will lift you up right in the presence of of your enemy, right while they looking, God will lift you up from your lower position up high and say, you're peace. My daughter, you are blessed. You know, your faith has made you whole. Just keep holding on to God, whatever you got going on, keep holding on to God and believe in God because in due season, 
when you humble yourself in front of the mighty hand of God in due season and due time, when it's your time, nothing, nothing can stop you and no one can stop you. God will lift you up. So, you know, she stood in front of all the church folk, you know, back to the story and told the truth. And she had integrity and honest was in her because she felt pressed too. Because when Jesus said, who touched me? She felt scared. She felt pressed. Like, Oh my God. You know, some people be like, should I lie? Should I like, like, like creep out of the crowd? Should I just, you know, creep out, you know, not, not say anything, but because she had integrity in her when she was pressed with that question, it came out of her. She told the truth. She said it was me. And because you know what? This is so amazing. Also, I I'm getting revelation after revelation. She told the truth to the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And you can't get to God, but through him. So he is the truth. And you know, it's the spirit of truth will try your spirit. You know, you try a spirit with the spirit. So when you got the Holy ghost inside you and somebody, you, you meet somebody, sometimes you just can't figure out what's going on. You're like, Mm-mm, something ain't right. Trust that. That's the Holy Spirit letting you know something ain't right. You may not know what it is. You may not even have to know, but just know, just believe in yourself. Have enough faith in God, the God in you. Have enough faith in him that he's going to lead you in the path of righteousness for his sake. The spirit of truth is going to lead you right to Jesus. And it's going to, if anything is going to distract you from Jesus, the spirit of truth in you is going to let you know something ain't right. So, um, so and her faith made her whole and it pleased God because we know in Hebrews eleven six 6 says faith is without faith. It is impossible to please God for he who come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, diligently seek him. And she did that. Jesus rewarded her with healing because she was diligently seeking him, even though she it was, she was at risk of being stoned. She was at risk of being just beat down, kicked around and stuff. She still pressed her way, you know? And she, like, like I said, Jesus knew who touched her. He just wanted everybody else to know. Y'all see this lady? Y'all see how y'all flogging her and y'all got her down and out and y'all acting like she's insignificant because she don't even have a name. Her, her name is just a woman with the issue of blood. You know, they not even call her by her name and stuff. Y'all see how y'all treating her? Let me, let me show y'all something and I'm going to lift her up in front of y'all. And that's what it was because Jesus knew who touched him. He knew. And because he's, he knows the end from the beginning and he knows her heart because he's omnipresent. He already know what was in her heart. He already know what was in her. And he wanted to show the selfish, self-righteous people, church people, including his disciples. Cause they was like all these people around and you ask who touched you. You know, they, they was just so superficial at times too. They had to be taught. They really did. They had to be taught. And so that like, as in James 10 says, if we humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, he shall lift you up. And he lifted up this woman from a dark place, a bloody place, a wounded place of despair. And he validated her. He did. She pressed towards a mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. She was pressing towards the high calling of God and it was in Christ Jesus. That was the mark that she was pressing for, you know? So 
it was God that validated her. So sometimes we look for people to validate us, to make us feel better, to make us be better. But it's that's temporary because they're trying to make themselves feel better. They're trying to make themselves uh, seem better. They, they, you know, they, it's false. It's temporary and it's false. And people are fickle. They love you today and hate your guts tomorrow. They will turn on you tomorrow. Now, not everybody's like that, but it's a whole bunch of people that it is. So it's best to just put your trust totally in Jesus. And that way you can't go wrong and Jesus will lead you. He'll let you know who's who. And then he don't want you to be mean because he don't want you to treat evil for evil, but he'll let you know what that person is about. So you can know how to react accordingly, not, not react, respond accordingly. So you can pray for that person. So you can return goodness towards that person without letting them distract you from the things of God. That's the key because the enemy tries to use anybody he could to distract you from the things of God to, to take you out of your covering. Stay in your covering, stay with, let the Holy spirit work in and through you. So if somebody come at you, you don't have to let them dog you. You don't have to let them treat you any kind of way, but you can let them know, pray for them. There's power in prayer. There is power, power, power in prayer. If you give somebody love and they just doing something to you, you're doing something to you. You can put yourself in a position where they don't keep doing it, but there's so much power in prayer. Just pray for them, forgive them and keep it moving. But you don't have to position yourself to get hurt again by them. So I wanted to share that. I hope somebody got something out of it. And if you want to share it, if you want to do whatever they say to do to get other people to see it, just do what you do. Um, I have part two. Part two is so amazing to me because see, there's a little girl at the same time that the woman of, with the issue of blood was coming to Jesus. There was a man who had a 12 year old daughter that she was dying. So look at the numbers 12. She was bleeding for 12 years. And this little girl, she was dying spiritually and the little girl was dying physically. And she was 12 years old and God, he gracefully and eloquently put it together in my spirit to share that with you. The way the stories contrast is amazing, but I'm going to share it in the next part. So just tune in for the next one because it's real, real good and amazing. I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for supporting me. Those who are, are enjoying the, the pods. I mean, I'm just, whatever God is putting in me, like I said, I'm like the tube of toothpaste, whatever he putting in me, I, it's just coming out. It's coming out. And I, I just thank God for you. I just speak blessings all over your life and your family. It's like be covered in the blood. Y'all have a very, very blessed day until the next part, which would be very, very soon. I love you again. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Now, if you found value in this content, Please download, share, and bless someone else. And as always, it is my pleasure. I am so excited to share the next conversation with you. I value your time, and I will not waste it. And I look forward to meeting you here next time on Way Beyond Me for life-changing information and inspiration.